came over to where I sat on my bed. After all this time, she was too familiar with me to be surprised at my response, or discomforted by the fact my own hands were still bare. The Lord of Miatna, I? Who else? She replied, with a faint smile, handed me the bowl of tea. The one, so Fleet Captain Wemmy said, that has very little love for you, Fleet Captain, or for Fleet Captain Wemmy herself. Right. To my mind, there was very little difference between any of the parts of Anna and Amiatna I, Lord of the Ratch, and none of her had any real reason to be pleased with me. But I knew which side Fleet Captain Wemmy supported, possibly even was. Anna Ander was many-bodied, used to being in dozens if not hundreds of places at the same time. Now she was reduced and fragmented, many of her cloned bodies lost in the struggle against herself. I strongly suspected that Captain Wemmy was herself a fragment of the Lord of the Ratch. Fleet Captain Wemmy added, continued Syverdon, that the Anna Ander who has taken over Store has also managed to sever her connection with herself outside of Store system, so the rest of her doesn't know what she intends. But if Fleet Captain Wemmy were Anna Ander Miatna I, she says, she would devote most of her resources to securing that system, now she's taken the palace itself. But she would also be sorely tempted to send someone after you, Fleet Captain, if she possibly could. The captain of the Harad fleet also begs to point out that the news reached her by way of a ship from Omor Palace, so the information is weeks old. I took a drink of my tea. If the tyrant was foolish enough to send ships here the moment she gained control of Tsor, the soonest they could possibly arrive would be, Mercy of Calla showed me numbers, in about a week. That part of the Lord of the Ratch has reason to be extremely angry with you. Syverdon pointed out, for ship, and she has a history of reacting drastically to those who anger her sufficiently. She'll have come after us sooner if she could manage it. She frowned at the words that appeared in her vision next, but of course I could see them myself, and knew what they were. The second message is from System Governor Jared. I didn't reply immediately. Governor Jared was the appointed authority over all Atuek's system. She was also, more or less indirectly, the cause of the injuries that I had only just recovered from. I had, in fact, nearly died sustaining them. Because of who and what I was, I already knew the contents of her message to me. There was no need for Syverdon to say it aloud. But Mercy of Calla had once had ancillaries. Human bodies slaved to its artificial intelligence, hands and feet, eyes and ears for the ship. Those ancillaries were gone, stripped away, and now ship had an entirely human crew. I knew that the common soldiers aboard sometimes acted for ship, speaking for it, doing things ship could no longer do, as though they were the ancillaries it had lost, generally not in front of me. I myself was an ancillary, the last remaining fragment of the troop carrier Justice of Torren, destroyed twenty years ago. I was not amused or comforted by my soldiers' attempts to imitate what I had once been. Still, I hadn't forbidden it. Until very recently, my soldiers hadn't known about my past, and they seemed to find in it a way to shield themselves from the inescapable intimacy of life on a small ship. But Syverdon had no need for such play-acting. 
She would be doing this because Ship wanted it. Why would Ship want such a thing? Governor Jared requests that you return to the station at your earliest convenience, Syverden said. Ship said. That request, the barely polite gloss of at your convenience or not, was more peremptory than was strictly proper. Syverden wasn't as indignant at it as Lieutenant Ekalu had been, but she was definitely wondering how I would respond. The governor didn't explain her request, though Kala Five noticed a commotion just outside the undergarden last night. Security arrested someone, and they've been nervous since. Briefly, Ship showed me bits of what Five, still on the station, had seen and heard. Wasn't the undergarden evacuated? I asked. Aloud, since obviously Ship wanted to have this conversation this way, no matter.